names like Kobe Bryant, LeBron James, Anthony Irwin. Like this guy here. His name is Fagan. Harrison Fagan. Welcome everybody here to the Lakers Lounge Live Edition. <laughs> I'm just realizing <laughs> what we did with our ads. Uh, I'm Anthony Irwin, as always, joined by Harrison Fagan. Uh, or I guess I am Harrison Fagan, joined this time by Anthony Irwin. Uh, I think that's how this works on, on Elon I paid Musk's $8. YouTube. You have to call me by my new legal name. <laughs> I mean, you have to call me by your legal name. So yeah. this won't get confusing at all. This, Surely this, not. No, there's no way any of this could possibly backfire. Nothing has ever gone wrong in, in Elon Musk's After Musk thinking world. about it for 30 seconds, I cannot see a way that it goes badly. <laughs> I think that's the extent of the uh, thought process that has gone into his purchasing Twitter. Um, all right. So we woke up this morning and I dropped into the uh, post Slack on Silver Screen and Roll uh, because I'm the hardest working one of the bunch. It has nothing to do with me being up two hours ahead of everybody because of where I live. But I, I, I saw a tweet come across my timeline. Bill Simmons says that there's buzz growing around Anthony Davis's availability. And there's a clip and there's all these things, but long story short, he thinks that there's there's some whispers going around that that Anthony Davis could be made available this season, you know, given the, the direction that the season is going here for the Lakers. Um, we want to talk about that. We want to talk about his usage, Anthony Davis is not Bill Simmons usage, but Anthony Davis's usage in the second half of these uh, Lakers games of late, uh, the Lakers are going to be playing the Utah jazz here in about five hours or so. Um, uh, I, 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 in, in Utah, as both teams are in the second night of a back-to-back. -back, so this will offer a, a quick little preview there um, before what I think will be the Lakers eighth loss this season. But yeah, I, I this 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 Lakers uh this this availability buzz that Bill Simmons is hearing I'm going to be honest I heard some of that stuff back when Kevin Durant was potentially available over the over the offseason but it was mostly like from a league-wide perspective of like you know what trade kind of makes some sense here you know and then and then it was just a lot of wondering hey why um why wouldn't the Lakers do this and then we all just arrived at the same conclusion they wouldn't do it because clutch <laughs> wouldn't want Anthony Davis traded uh to Brooklyn I don't think but anyway we're hearing it again Kevin Durant I I think it it's not beyond can you know it's not inconceivable that Kevin Durant might be available again later this year uh because of how things are playing out in Brooklyn where Kyrie Irving there's some talk I know Mark Stein wrote in his Substack that uh, Kyrie Irving could potentially, or they, that the Nets essentially gave him that that checklist of things to do to prove um, he isn't anti-Semitic, uh, and they did that in part because they knew he wasn't going to do it, and they can use that as grounds to waive him. Um, that was one thing that that Stein is reporting. Uh, they were getting ready to hire Ime Udoka, and apparently, also according to Stein, 
they were they've been told by some loud voices or powerful voices not to <laughs> um so yeah things are going great in brooklyn it might make one wonder if kd might be available again later this year and if he is what how the lakers would handle that that situation that's the only situation where i think I, it's plausible that ad would potentially be moved but aside from that harrison you wrote about it for silver screen and roll and you looked at it from a perspective of like, what the hell are we doing here? Has your stance changed at all, given the information and the context that I provided? Okay, so there, you, there's a lot to unpack there. Um, first there of is. all, you, you know, you continuing to claim yourself as some sort of like reputable insider is I'm hilarious, not a re- especially, oh uh, especially when you have li- you lied twice during that preamble. Number one, you said that you woke up so early and you threw this thing in the slack. It was Nicole. <laughs> you took it. You took credit. No, for I didn't. She, no. Yes, you did. You got to find go, that. Go. No, I will. I'm finding I will it. Share this screen grab of the post channel and Nicole sharing that link before you did. Um, and then number two, Jacob. No, uh, no, no, no. I got it. I got it. 745 me, Anthony Davis might be available to trade per Bill Simmons. That is in the post. Okay. Well, yeah. I mean, Nicole found the actual clip though. So, okay. Okay. So, so Jacob wrote it up. I, I'm going to be honest. I didn't read it. (laughs) So, (laughs) No, you not knowing who wrote it. I I never would have guessed. It just it had a headline that sounded very much like your voice, so I just kind of took for granted Jacob that and I you wrote it together for quite some time. So that's fair enough. Yeah. Um, you know, uh, as just far a as like, couple bearded, balding white guys writing about the Lakers. Yeah, you know, like um, <laughs> the AD KD like trade stuff. That try saying that three times fast. Um, yeah. I I think. Uh, you know, like the Lakers, uh, Simmons, even on that pod, speculated about the Lakers kind of waiting this out, you know, for potentially Kevin Durant next summer. The Lakers, you know, I, I, they can attach theoretically three first round picks this summer, yeah. uh, depending like on to draft an, a theoretical AD or, you know, Russ or, or I guess not Russ because he's an expiring. Um, but, you know, to AD or to anyone that they wanted to send out if they were looking to make major upgrades. And so, mm-hmm. yeah, I mean, this is the type of thing where, you know, whether it's KD or whether they're even considering trading AD at all. To me, this is not like an in-season trade. Like, I think that this is something that you do after the season. I'm just not sure that I have seen a theoretical fake trade, despite your best efforts to inundate us all with them. Um, that makes sense. That makes sense for both teams or that just makes sense. Like in general, as why would they do this now? Like the Lakers, you know, if they're going to do this and you're saying like, okay, like they're going to trade Anthony Davis, then I guess, you know, they're, they're going Phil teardown in that case, but they also don't have their yeah. own draft pick this year. So I'm not really sure that I see the motivation there to get it done unless they're getting like substantial draft capital back in return that, you know, this team that they're trading AD to, you know, maybe wouldn't be willing to give up this summer because they want to use him this year. Um, so he'd be worth less with less years on his deal. Like, I don't know. I mean, to me, I just, all of it, you know, I, I believe Bill Simmons when he says that there is buzz around the league that like, you know, just yeah. about this topic, like why wouldn't yeah. the Lakers do this? But when you think about it for, you know, a few minutes, I'm not sure that I just don't see any way that it makes sense for the Lakers. I don't know. Am I wrong? Like, yeah, I mean, so I, I listened to the clip and and walked away at first, mostly like this. What you just said 
is one of the most insanely idiotic things I have ever heard. At no point in your rambling, incoherent response were you even close to anything that could be considered a rational thought. Everyone in this room is now dumber for having listened to it. I award you no points, and may God have mercy on your soul. On your soul. <laughs> that's uh, that's normally my response to your points. <laughs> I mean, I, I can't topic, tell you. Especially. That's basically been the general slack for much of today. Um, yeah. <laughs> people have have taken issue with one of my ad takes um but yeah I, so at first that was that was my that was my my first reaction then i thought more about the kd thing and that's honestly again the only way i think trading ad makes any sense right is for both teams to basically hit a reset um get kd and all of his baggage away from there get ad um to a place to a larger market that clutch would kind of okay and allow LeBron and KD kind of like one more shot in both of their careers at this stage of, of where they're at, you know, physically. Oh, KD has looked significantly better, obviously, so far. Than, and than LeBron reunite has. KD and Russ, obviously. Oh, the yeah, ultimate well, run it back. Well, they couldn't do that. They, they would have to. Well, no, I guess that's true. Yeah. Could you imagine Russ, KD and LeBron? <laughs> yeah. Honestly, this season's so freaking weird. The the Jazz are winning games that I, I don't even know what to consider. Like, could you imagine? Um, but so so the, the KD was the only return there that made any kind of sense for both teams. Because like you said, the Lakers don't have their pick. Like they 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 there's no point in bottoming out. If you bottom out and that just gets you closer to Victor Wembanyama, um for New Orleans. <laughs> yeah. So like the only the only the only scenario and if for the indignity alone, like the Lakers yeah. don't want to do that. To have that like the AD trade look that much worse like on their ledger. Right. I mean like so right now basically what if the Lakers If there's one thing that we can count on Rob Polinka to do absolutely above all else, <laughs> it's to try and make his resume look not as bad. Yeah. I mean that's that's you know, that's been like the back half of his Lakers tenure the entirety of it, not any other priority. But yeah, I, I AD, the under, the, I, I guess technically what the Lakers could do is trade AD to New Orleans. And <laughs> as, <laughs> as part of that trade, get them to just like ignore the pick swap, right? Like they send, they send AD there and then they, and then that protection on the pick goes away, but you still have to send you know, salary back to the Lakers. And, you know, look, if the Lakers were looking to bottom out, maybe there you just get back like <sighs> Valanchunas maybe and Nance. But, you know, I I just don't see the Lakers pulling the plug on this season in that way, especially if all they would be getting at that point is a chance at Victor Wem Wembenyama. And then also there, like if you're New Orleans – why would you do that? Like I would, I would hold on to this lottery ticket until it doesn't hit. Yeah. And, and you know, there's the, there's the human factor of it as well. Of like, you know, Jeannie Buss fired her brother for, you know, damaging the brand. Like she has for talked extensively and... about this and tanking and, you know, that's not something the Lakers do. That's not her vision. That's not, that wasn't her dad's vision. Like I just cannot for a variety of reasons, see them making a deal like that. 
Yeah, I, I mean, you know, like it, it's an interesting thing to talk about. Like, I understand why everyone is kind of getting their like AD trade takes off today. Like, maybe there are ones out there that make more sense than I'm giving them credit for, or maybe there are just ones that I haven't seen yet or haven't thought about yet. But to me, I'm just not sure that I see a scenario where like it's the it's got to be the right team that wants to trade for AD. Like, you know, like I I've seen some people like bring up Dallas or something as like a you know a theoretical like okay they need a second star so like would they be able to give something up? But like I don't know that they have that they many don't have picks. anything like yeah and you know like for but the, the lakers, lakers don't need picks right now them? yeah like the picks don't do anything for the like the the worst case scenario well to if this they're season, fully right if they're fully blowing it up and they're doing like the nets thing of like oh we're just trying to replenish our asset stuff like the those outgoing picks are gone we're just gonna you know make deals you do to that get at us the end of the season the future huh I, I think you do that after this season i don't think you do that yeah, during maybe. this season yeah, I mean, yeah, I don't see the argument for doing it at midseason either. When, you know, this team, for all the kind of, you know, gleeful, you know, like, this team sucks, they're really bad, like, the you know, all the, like, Lakers kind of, uh, all the various, you know, Lakers funeral podcasts, essentially, that have been done, uh, you know, national places the last couple of weeks. Like, this team's been really good defensively. They're still theoretically, and you he's know, why. a chance to salvage something usable out of this year. Like, I don't think that they're necessarily a contender by any means with you know any of these trades or anything but like they could be respectable again and I, I still think that if they're going to make a trade the odds are better that it's that kind of trade than that it's a you know we're just going to tear this down just because that way I guess we're bad on purpose instead of bad on accident like I, I don't I'm just not sure that like I see the you know they're already if they want to lose they're already doing that you know like uh, yeah I don't know yeah well so the worst case scenario to the season, right, is that they're this kind of bad all year and then lose uh, Wemby, right? Like they, yeah. they're this kind of bad and then lose like Wemby even, to the, you know, Pelicans. a top five pick, you know, the, right. like uh, this is supposed yeah, to be like really last good year draft. sucked too. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, I guess technically like it could be uh, Scoot. Yeah. I, I just, all of this. Scoot, is, I think there's like these twins that are playing in Australia, if I'm remembering correctly, that are supposed to be really yeah. good. Like, yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, I know, I know Aaron really likes amen, but yeah, I, I just think it's just, it's the kind of thing that you say if you're a Celtics fan and you, and you know that what you say about the Lakers is going to get aggregated, right? Like this is a part of what's kind of driven me insane about today is that like somebody like Simmons can say this and know that it's going to set kind of the conversation for the entirety of that day and and it all feels very disingenuous right like yeah i'm sure there are people talking about this in the league and he did phrase it as safely as he could that would still get yeah, aggregated like i believe that the league is yeah. buzzing about this like i yeah, don't I'm, think that it's anything the lakers are seriously considering right well and 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 like It'd be weird if the if like even if the even if the Lakers were four and five right now or whatever it is right they've played nine games or two and seven, um, it if they were four and five or five and four and they were just kind of like trudging through mediocrity. <laughs> I'm now talking to Bill Simmons. How about that, Bill? So what what was going through your mind, uh, Bill, when you when you gave this take? What was you know? Was it just because you knew you were going to get aggregated or? No, you know, Anthony, I just, I, I came on here. I'm not even going to try and do the voice. I just. I... Yeah, I wouldn't do that. 
<laughs> yeah, I I came on here just to recant my previous take. You know, I just yeah. I, I reported that there was buzz. I, I'm now hearing buzz in the league that the league is not talking about this. So <laughs> that's incredible. That's that's great yeah. to know. And and obviously, uh, there is no questioning that retort of your own reporting uh, from this morning. It, it's honestly, you know what? Thank you, Bill Simmons, for coming on this podcast. And I'm actually hearing that air. I'm, I'm hearing buzzing in league circles that you know the that the Celtics are ready to kind of reapproach the Nets about a Jalen Brown for KD trade. Uh, you know, oh. the Celtics are just they're really interested in. You know, yeah. making this KD thing happen. They just think he's a way better player than Jalen Brown. That's that's the buzz in league circles. I mean, I, I in league circles, I'm I'm also hearing that, you know, Brogdon is a little upset that Marcus Smart is seen as like that team's face of the defense and 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 their starting point guard and all those things. League sources are, are telling me the streets are telling me that that you know this guy. He he wants to start, you know, and yeah. Why I'm, why is it? I'm also his name is Marcus Smart, not Marcus Start. From, from yeah, what there's I've heard. there's there's a lot of strong buzz in league circles that uh, the Celtics have won as many championships, you know, in the last thirty <laughs> years as the Toronto Raptors. <laughs> I think fewer than the Cleveland Cavaliers, right? Do I have that right? No, I think it's exactly the same. Is it? Oh, yeah. Are you Just sure? The one each. Yeah. Cleveland only won one? I LeBron only won one. won one in Cleveland. Oh, underachiever, honestly. Sorry. Per league yeah. sources. Well, only in per, LA per... too. He just he can't he can't repeat. It's, Competing it's executives are saying that he didn't yeah. he didn't do enough in Cleveland. <laughs> Everyone listening uh, on audio is going to have no idea why that just happened in the middle of the yeah. show. I mean, no, I well, uh, fine. But so all right. Last thing before we move on to, to, to like the actual basketball aspect of, of AD's season so far, because I find it really interesting. Um, but do you foresee a situation here where like, I think heading into the season, everybody believed, Hey, let's just try to get healthy. Let's just try to like, let's try to make this work. Let's give it one more go and we'll see how everything looks. LeBron is already nursing a foot thing. Anthony Davis is already nursing a back thing. I brought this up on 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 last night's lowdown, um, and you know I saw Donnie write it for for Lakers Outsiders as well. But like, and, and Yovan first mentioned it on my show earlier this week or whenever or last week, as first and, reported by Anthony citing Yovan's reporting on his show. Exactly, that's how this works, right? Yeah. I <laughs> so so I I but. Do you think, like, the Lakers have to be surprised by how poorly this has gone already, right? And if they are, and it continues this way, do you see a scenario here where they all kind of say, like, okay, this is definitely it. This is, we can't keep doing this. Because it's not like LeBron is getting younger, and it's not like AD is getting younger. And the things that they're nursing right now happened without a play that we can, like, think of where they both tweaked whatever. They just, like, woke up one day AD had a back thing that held him out of a preseason game. LeBron woke up one day and had a foot thing all of a sudden. And like that scares me a lot more than AD's injuries last year. So do you see like is, is does this is this raise enough cause for concern for you that like this this plan that they're on here might have reached its end before they before they saw it coming? Well, 
I, I mean, I think it's fair to say that at two and seven right now, you know, like, you know, th- th- there is a possibility that this plan has reached its end, you know, like that's not, I, I don't know that I'm ready to completely write this team off from sort of the preseason expectations that we had for them, which was like, you know, playoff ish team playing potential team, like that kind of thing. I, I think, you know, they have some room for improvement and, you know, some areas for upward regression, but, you know, I, I think to kind of your question about if the Lakers are surprised by this, I'm sure they are, you know, like I think that they, you know, wanted this to go a lot better than it did and sort of almost talk themselves into, you know, the idea, all these different ways that it could go better than most prognosticators were imagining, you know? Yeah. I, I think, I think the two things that they really underestimated here was the lack of shooting obviously right yeah um and I, I look everybody underestimated they didn't nobody saw this coming like even i had questions yeah. about the shooting and even i'm like holy crap this is awful um and and like the thing about shooting is unlike almost any other trait in basketball or ability in basketball it has a ripple effect across everything you know where where if you aren't, if your role players aren't hitting anything, life becomes harder on your stars. If your stars aren't hitting on anything, as we've seen here with LeBron, then then defenses can just pin their ears back and 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 really get up in you and really uh, create some problems. And and I think so far this year, the 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 poor shooting that they've had is something that they really I I I, I for some reason don't think they truly accounted for properly. And then the other thing too that that. You know, I don't think they were at all prepared for Anthony Davis to look at last off season or, or, or last season, and instead of like focusing on getting better from three point range, just like not shoot three pointers. Like I, I, I think it really, it really threw a wrench into any plans that the Lakers had offensively this year. That AD's AD's response to how poorly he shot last year, where he shot 19% from three-point range, his response to that was, oh, I'm just never going to shoot three-pointers ever again. And, and like, that is hard to plan for when the one thing that the Lakers had going for him was this unicorn of a center who could theoretically step out and punish teams and offer some space for LeBron in ways that the other shooters that the Lakers don't have don't. So, I like, those are the two things that I think really have thrown the Lakers for a loop here. It's like LeBron looking bad early in the season as he as he's 38 years old. Like kind of sort of kind of cold play for that. and like a foot in, like a stomach flu yeah. thing and a foot injury, you know. But also like, like if I, I would have think... just told you if I just told you, "Hey, this 38-year-old athlete is slowing down." That shouldn't be a story. That shouldn't, that wouldn't be a news story. That would that would just be, "Oh, yeah. That makes sense." <laughs> you know, like it's, it's wild that, that anybody ever thought, and I know I, I understand why, but like LeBron made these, these, you know, him versus father time commercials for a reason, because like <laughs> everybody knows that, that like that father time comes for all in this notion that like him, him looking bad in his year 38 season. And I'm not saying that this is who he's going to be for the rest of the season, obviously, but like him looking bad in his age 38 season shouldn't be a new story. He's 38. <laughs> That's how these things go. 
Yeah, and, and you know, to the point that you're making about ADs, those commercials really have been ill-timed. Uh, you know, for like, yeah, like they, it is. Every, especially every time they show the one where it's Father Time winning a contest, it's like, oh, mm, mm, yes, yeah, right, bad omen. <laughs> I don't know if I would have yeah. recorded these ones. Um, yeah, Jason Momoa is like, think, hey, I'm sorry, I'm so sorry. Let me get you a win. Do you think that they have? Like, a, like, do you think the advertisers have, like, a clause that they can switch to the LeBron losing one more often? Like, if he's not playing well, like, they can <laughs> they can use the father time. <laughs> Are they not allowed to do that? I, I think uh, to, your AD shooting point is, you know, I, I, I know that you've been arguing about this all day. And, you know, you, you want you, you've went from AD should never shoot a three pointer to like now that he's not doing them like you want him to take more i guess and no. like he should only oh play center God. he should play like a center now that he's playing like center and he's playing like 100 percent of his minutes at center you're pissed that he's playing like a center you know i, I think ad his unicorn skill set it is like he's so versatile that you almost expect him to just be able to do everything i'm not now i'm using the royal you uh like yeah. I, as all of us almost expect him to be able to do everything and so you know if he is like if he's not stepping out and shooting threes or he's not hitting his threes or you know he has these imperfections in his game it's like well I've seen you do, you know, this before. I've seen you kind of, you know, play out of the post or take guys off the dribble or be able to guard one through five or, you know, be able to like take threes that whenever any of those one things is not kind of working, we judge him fairly harshly, especially because I think of the, you know, the real history and also the narrative of the injury stuff that he's dealt with and the sometimes, you know, not wanting to make himself like his presence felt. I, I don't really, I, I'm finding it hard just watching these games to criticize him for not taking more threes because of sort of like, you know, he's been, he's been taking the ball inside. Like you sort of want him to do at times like the, and then the disappearing thing has been, I think more of a product of in second halves, they're kind of stationing him out there. Like, I don't think that the, he's like not shooting threes. Like, I just don't know that he's necessarily getting the ball a whole lot in positions where he's going to be where like he has three point opportunities. Like a lot of the time, those kickouts are just going to other guys that are better shooters because the defense isn't really guarding him and his teammates aren't necessarily like, Hey, this is one of our knockdown snipers let's get him the ball and you know I think some of that is on him for not sort of taking the initiative and taking himself inside and like trying to you know do damage as a screener but I also think he's probably wearing down a little bit in these second halves from how hard he's having to play in the first to you know make up for stuff defensively yeah yeah I I and like nobody wants to hear that. I, I'm not saying that that's well, like it's, an it's excuse. Kind of, like you know, everybody wants AD to be in perfect condition and be able to hit the turbo yeah. button all the time. But I think there's a variety of factors in this stuff. Well, it's it's kind of like you know whining about LeBron's defense when he's doing everything offensively, right? Like it's it's it does become unrealistic to to have those guys be as good as they have to be on that side of the ball. Um, and 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 then also be capable on the other side of the ball to make up for again, and it, it, it I know I know this is me beating a dead horse, but this roster is such a disaster. Like it's just it's it, it's it, they're asking so much of these guys to keep this boat above water, but like you remember those remember those uh, flex seal remember that flex seal commercial 
where that yeah. guy would like would spray flex seal on the bottom of a boat. And, no, not and, spray. And it would, was like, like the it was the like tape stuff. Was where it the you tape? Just, like, yeah, he'd just, yeah. He just like smack it on the on the water bottle on the giant right. like, yeah. you know water tank. Well, but that's the that's the tank. But I'm but there was one that he actually like put a boat in the water and it was made in the bottom of the boat was oh, made out of this yeah. flex seal stuff. You know, and and it's just like like it's really smart of them to have him on the water for like three seconds yeah <laughs> right? right because because the longer that that boat is on the water the the more likely that flex seal is 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 to breaking right it's like elon musk saying that like his he his cars can actually be amphibious for a short while i was like sure yeah my is my hyundai yeah no he did it's oh. like my hun my hyundai palisade it can actually fly for a little while. For a while. I didn't realize. Depend, depending on how high I drive this thing off of a cliff. Yeah, depending on what you consider flying. <laughs> flying is falling is flying until you land. Um, <laughs> falling is flying until you land. The Anthony Davis story. Right. So, but like, I, I just, I, this roster is so terrible and it, and it, and it requires LeBron and AD to be so spectacular for the Lakers to be so mediocre that like, eventually, yeah, like this, they're going to break down, especially at this stage of both of those guys' careers. So yeah, absolutely fair to mention how AD is wearing down over the course of a game, but like shooting four times in one second half and then following yeah, no, that up he, he's disappeared in the second half so no argument for me there right no i but but like that doesn't happen just by way of like him getting tired you know yeah and and, I, and the other thing too like so so essentially the crux of the argument that i've been having with jacob and aaron especially in 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 uh silver skin roll slack today has been that like i want him to take a couple uh, I guess I, I'll even say it, bad shots, right? Because I think him shooting a three or him shooting those step-back fadeaway jumpers are bad shots. Um, statistically speaking, those are, are, are essentially wasted possessions because he's not a good shooter. Uh, but I would rather have him taking a couple of those and keeping him within the flow of a game. Uh, I would rather have that than what we've had these these last two second halves where he just kind of floats for 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 the entirety of the half and the Lakers offense just could slowly and surely sticks into the mud um and 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 you know I I just think there's point guards talk about this all the time with bigs who like you have to reward them for especially yeah. you have to reward AD for the way that he plays defensively you do have to like feed him an ice a post iso play just to keep him interested in, in on that side of the ball because he's working his ass off on the other side. And it's like, you know, the argument is, well, he's a great offensive rebounder. So I'd rather have him off, you know, rebounding those 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 misses that the Lakers are shooting up there. The problem with that, though, is that they're, they're shooting three-pointers that produce long rebounds, which are harder to predict. And B... If you're relying on on offensive rebounds for AD, even if he's even if he's rebounding as well as he has so far this year, he's only grabbing three offensive boards a game. That's six points like that, and that's over the entirety of the game. That's not even the second half. And that's if he scores on all of those, which are not yeah. always easy to score off of. Like you know, right. sometimes you get an offensive rebound, but like it's by you know kind of getting the ball down, but in traffic, and you got to take a all this clutter shot over right. another center. Yeah, like yeah, and so like I, I just think 
while I and, and Darvin Ham spoke after the last game that the Lakers have to do more to get him going and all of this stuff, but I don't know. What do you think of the premise that like I think and and and, and look, I will cop to being uh, somewhat wrong in 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 the way that that I wanted him to pro- to approach offense. Like I got what I wanted, and I'm realizing, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like you know, yeah, like, like if, <laughs> if he's gonna. If he's going to take some bad shots, I'm not against him taking a couple bad shots, like you said, just to kind of like force defenses to guard him. I'm just not sure that threes are the answer there because like we've just like gestures at the results of those threes. Yeah. Like I'm not sure that that's actually going to make another defense guard him. That's just going to make the, if anything, guard him less. And then he gets more in his own head. Like I, I think yeah. he's going to like it, you know, maybe the solution is encourage him to take a couple of those like mid range pull-ups that none of us really like, but at least it's yeah. kind of more of a rhythm shot for him. He kind of feels a little bit more like under control. He's gathering the ball. He's creating a possession. You know, I, again, I'm, I'm also reticent to ask for like more AD post-ups. You know, it's just not a shot or part of his game that I love a whole lot, but trying to get him off the dribble, going to the basket a little bit more, you know, empowering him to kind of dribble in and take a couple of those kind of like the Kevin Durant-esque, like I'm just going to take two dribbles and then like shoot over you uh, type of like shot. Uh, Again, I don't expect Kevin Durant results on those shots, but at least sort of just telling him, hey, no, 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 we want this from you. We want you to dribble in and take a couple of these. Uh, you know, just to kind of force defenses to guard you and pay a little bit more attention, maybe. Yeah, I, I just so essentially right now. But again, I, I'm also not as much of like on that. Like, I, I think this is more of a a coaching issue of not necessarily like criticize Darvin. It's like a coaching and the guys on the floor issue. AD is not the type of guy. Like I saw Darvin, you know, gave this quote last night where he was saying AD has the power to you know scream out, go get it, whatever. But like he's a big guy, you know, there's only so much that those guys can create offense for themselves. Like he is somewhat at, you know, the, the, you know, the the mercy of of, of LeBron or Russ or whoever's, you know, handling the ball. Like those guys have to make an effort to get him involved a little bit more. I'm not saying that they're intentionally going away from him or freezing him out or anything like that. But I think that the consistency of like, Hey, this stuff is working when we're getting AD going to the rim out of the pick and roll out of two man game out of this stuff. Like let's not stop and pop for jumpers. Let's not, you know like uh, let's not just try and like drive yourself and free up threes let's get some more of this two-man game going yeah i I, there are essentially three paths forward here for the lakers right one is stick with the status quo and hope that hope that it fixes itself i don't think they can do that um two is to do whatever is possible to get ad more good looks right in the second half which i think is obviously the path to 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 look at first here the but lakers saying, could use all the good looks they can get you know yeah it's, people forget but like like essentially like th- this used to be a conversation with kobe right that like kobe would say that yeah what what is considered a bad shot for him he has put hours upon hours upon hours upon hours to to shoot those bad shots and he trusts that he put the work in to shoot that bad shot um and work that he didn't see necessarily his teammates putting in to deserve him passing the ball, right? I'm not saying that is a that is a a proper way to go about this, but like to a certain extent, the Lakers right now have what like three, maybe like I I would probably say like four bona fide playoff ready uh, NBA players right now, right? I think. I think LeBron and AD are definitely there. Russ in this role off of the bench appears to be 
uh, uh, one of those guys. And I think Lonnie Walker probably a little less like so one. in the playoffs, but fair enough. Yeah. Well, but like in the, in the playoffs coming off of the bench, he'd be playing a smaller role. Right. Yeah. Um, Lonnie Walker, I think also fits there is like an end of the rotation. I, I've been very impressed player. so far. Yeah. Uh-huh. After that, I, can you think of any other like bona fide playoff ready NBA players that the Lakers have? Cause you know, yeah. <laughs> so what I'm so what I'm essentially Maybe saying often? is, I don't know, not no. I don't. I'm not I saying don't... I'm like confident that I think he should be a fifth starter in the playoffs or anything, but yeah. I think he's like he's cl- he's probably the next closest guy to that level of you can count on him to give you something there. Austin Austin is still in that in that real sweet spot of like when he does something. Everybody goes, oh, my God, look at, look at, look at him go, look at him go. But then, like, when he just kind of fades into the background and isn't very good, nobody really notices. Um, oh, and Matt Ryan. <laughs> for sure. <laughs> Duh. <laughs> but, but Cameo is Matt Ryan, right? Yeah, that's, yeah. That's like, you're a good gift giver because that's, that's, that was an all-time, and there's no way you thought it was going to work out as well as it has to where he's going to stick on the, on the Lakers roster and he's their best shooter right now. Yeah, I mean, I was hoping he'd get some garbage time run. I was not expecting them to be Rotation treating him like minutes. prime Kyle Korver, you know, like. <laughs> They're running him off screens? Like, it's incredible. Yeah. Uh, they, they, had him take, they had him take a game-saving shot the other night. <laughs> yeah, th- this, team, this team would potentially be 1-8 if it was not for a miracle heave from the corner from Matt Ryan while fading away. Unbelievable. Uh, but yeah, I, I I think like my my point here is that like the Lakers have four definite NBA players on their roster, and one of those four NBA players can't get anywhere. Like he needs to get ten shots per half. Like he needs to be up in that range. You know, he hasn't sniffed thirty points so far this year. That's un yeah. that's unheard of. You know, it, he needs to be more involved in involved in the offense. And what we've seen from him, and this is where I find it so fascinating, is because efficiency-wise, like his his efficiency numbers all look tremendous, you know. Yeah. He it's but I think here is where I think there's a slight difference between hugely efficient and as productive as he could possibly be, because yeah, he's taking all of the shots and that that you, we've always wanted him to take. And none of the shots that we didn't want him to take, but it's made him kind of one dimensional. Whereas yeah. I think if he takes a couple of and and because now that he's, he's one dimensional, like the greatest Damian Jones of all time, you know, essentially, yeah. But like the yeah. thing with the thing with if you're if if he's essentially just limiting himself to shots seven feet and in, then and not taking anything from anything further out than seven feet, then the defense can just kind of ignore him. Okay, cool. And if the defense can ignore one of the Lakers four <laughs> actual yeah. NBA players, then yeah, the offense is really going to sputter. So I like even, I, even I, like, I agree with you, but I don't think that him taking shots that we know percentage wise, he's not going to make that many of is going to necessarily fix the way defenses guard him. No, I no, I don't think it'll change anything, but like if he, like, again, I just go back to, I don't think the response to last year was okay. Eighty is never shooting ever again, like from further than seven feet out. 
the response to Lashley, and look, he deserves some criticism as he got when he said it on social media that he hadn't picked up a basketball. It's like, how do you shoot 19% from three-point range and then go out on social media and say that you don't pick up a basketball, you hadn't picked up a basketball and mean it? Like, that was the other part. It's like his response to the criticism was to take that stupid picture with Lethal Shooter. And, and the reason he did that was because he saw the criticism that he was getting for yeah. not shooting a basketball after shooting 19%. Huh? Yeah. Yeah. He or somebody did. did. Yeah. Yeah. And like, and you know, I think he deserves criticism and I think he de- deserves a, a hefty pie of uh, a, a hefty slice of the blame pie for the way that the Lakers have looked offensively so far this year, that one of the four actual NBA players that they have right now didn't put the work in necessary to get better offensively. And, and, I- and, and this is I really hurting the blame. way that they're trying to do things. What's up? I give less blame to AD for that and more to just this roster not being optimized. Like, we wouldn't be talking about, like, AD needs to shoot more threes if there Absolutely. was any other semblance of shooting on the roster. You know, like, I think on yeah. some level, it's almost galaxy braining ourselves into, like, finding a way to blame the stars for this when it's really, you know, the only way you could really blame the stars is if they advocated for the move that left them so, you know, like, shallow. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's AD when he was brought over was a unicorn, right? When the Lakers won yeah. a championship, it was because AD was a unicorn. It was because yeah. he shot as incredibly as he did. And now I think that was always going to be an outlier. It has proven to be an outlier, but I don't think it needed to be. It, I don't think anybody envisioned it getting this bad to where he shot so poorly last year that he is just not shooting this year. Nobody saw that coming. And it's like, yeah. it, like it, I, you're right that this roster isn't doing anybody any favors and that Rob Palenka has, has failed to the nth degree to surround well, hold on. No, no, no. Yeah, no, you're not allowed to say that yet. It's only, as of tonight, it'll only have been nine games. Oh, okay? good point, good point. Uh, that you cannot judge the team until they're 20 games in. Okay, no yeah, matter what the record is before that 20 games. Yeah. Um, but like he you you're right in in this roster making it so that LeBron and AD have to be spectacular on a night in night out basis. Absolutely correct. But I I think AD has done kind of a disservice to himself in his ability to be spectacular by not working on that jumper. And by going the direction of, fine, you want me to be hyper-efficient? I just won't take any of the other shots. What made, what made AD as incredible as he was at his peak was that he, was, he could take tougher shots and make them at a decent clip, right? That's what honestly separates all of the, the, the most special offensive NBA players that are out there is their ability. Like Steph Curry, like those, those 37-foot three-pointers off of the dribble aren't easy by any stretch. He's just great yeah. at them. Like for, for everybody else that those, those threes that he's taking are terrible shots. He's just great at them. And like AD taking step back mid range jumpers. And at one point hitting them at like a 60% rate. It it's not that those shots were any better shots in a vacuum. It's that he was, he was a special player because of his ability to make those shots. And, and like the Lakers, have always needed LeBron and AD to be the absolute best version of themselves to succeed. And I don't think the best version of AD 
is him just never shooting three-pointers or never shooting those unblockable mid-range jumpers that are ready, readily available in the postseason. Yeah, but, I, I mean, you're you're probably right on that, you know, but I'm just not sure that we're ever getting that AD back, and that's just where it is. So, I don't know. Maybe sucks. Simmons was right. <laughs> so, well, what was the trade I put together? I think I did... Oh my god, that uh, was an abomination! <laughs> it's like Caruso, Vooch, and like one first round pick. <laughs> yeah, I probably should have put. Two Other teams have better pick. hope you're running the Lakers, like you know. <laughs> well, I I think I think I would I would have asked for two. See, I wanted to ask for Lonzo. Like ideally, I would have Lonzo, Caruso, and Vucevic plus two first rounders for AD, um, but. I don't think the Lakers are interested in Lonzo, excuse me, because of his injury concerns. We know that that really affected, like because of the Kendrick Nunn experience last year, they were super trigger shy on 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 anybody with any kind of questions about their health, right? Otto Porter Jr. was not really on their, on their radar. Um, TJ Warren for Brooklyn, not really on their radar. They wound up going with, with, uh, Lonnie Walker, he's worked out. To be fair, and to be fair, that has looked like the right decision. Uh, in yeah, retrospect, absolutely, so far. absolutely. But uh, like for those who were like, when I when I put together these AD trades, people are like, "Where's Lonzo? Where's Lonzo?" It's like I don't think the Lakers are are falling over themselves to trade for Lonzo Ball, given that yeah, given that no. injury. And also, yeah, like, sure. I, I don't know that. Like, do we know that he's going to play this year? Like for a fact, I don't. I, dude, given his... the way that people have talked about that injury, like. He like I, I think it was a few weeks ago. He's saying he still can't go upstairs. Yeah, I I would not be trading for Lonzo. Yeah, right now. So, and that makes me sad because right. I was a it big does. Lonzo optimist and believer. But um, he, I to I, me, I would not be right now. I I still contend that like the version of Lonzo that we saw last year in New Orleans, or no, last year especially in Chicago. Uh, but yeah. uh, the year prior in New Orleans, where he's shooting like forty percent from three point range on volume. He's still big. He's still great defensively. Like that to me is the perfect modern point guard. Like the, that, like that is the perfect modern point guard to play next to an elite wing. LeBron and and yeah, next to LeBron, next to KD, next to Kawhi. Like that is the and it sucks that or we aren't Demar Derozan or Brandon Ingram. Either one. I mean, it look yeah. both those teams look really good with him on the court. Yeah, it sucks that that's yeah. that. I really hope Lonzo gets healthy. I really, I really, really do. All right. That's going to do it here for this episode, this live edition of the Lakers Lounge. Thank you, everybody, for tuning in uh, to me, Adrian Wojnarowski, and to uh, my special guest today, Bill Simmons. Um, this has been a lot of fun. No chance whatsoever that backfires on, on me for saying that without the context of what people are watching uh, are able to see if you've missed any of this and you want so these live episodes that we do that we record live they just go on to our youtube page uh at silver screen and roll so if you go onto youtube and you search silver screen and roll those these live shows the pressure cookers all of that stuff that goes on to there so if you want to watch this stuff and 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 if you have the bandwidth to be able to do that subscribe to the silver screen and roll youtube page we, we'd appreciate that but until next time i'm anthony irwin that is Harrison Fagan. This has been the Lakers Lounge. We'll talk to you next time.